Hi, friends, and welcome to Screen Vomit, the only movie podcast for normal people. I'm, of course, your host, Kayla. I have a huge guest this week, but before I get to them, follow the show on Instagram and everywhere else if you like it, at Screen Vomit. One word on all this stuff. Leave me a rating or just share it. That's really nice and helpful. I also have gorgeous t-shirts and merch up at the links that are in the show notes and in my bios. This month is the four year anniversary of the podcast. So that is pretty nuts. The show has changed a lot over that time. But if you've stuck with me or if you're new here, thank you and I love you and I hope you found some cool movies and had maybe a a couple two tree laughs. And shout out to all of the kings who listen. All right, getting to my guest this week, I have multi-hyphenate King Tynan DeLong. We talk about it a little bit in the episode, um, and even though Tynan was being modest, he has been a part of maybe um, thousands or possibly hundreds of thousands of things uh, in a variety of creative fields and mediums um, from comedy, writing, directing, acting, uh, rock and rolling, aka doing tunes. He's got films. I mean, the man's got range. We've got super DIY, uh, short films, all the way up to more high production, narrative, experimental, deeply emotional and meaningful to like absolutely silly, but always having a lot of heart and uh, they're great. Um, A couple of his things have been in my all time faves lists. One of them I bring up a couple times in this episode is Vani, a movie he made about his mom, a gorgeous film. There's a lot of parallels between that and the movie we did today. And then he's also in one of my fave shorts of all time. Cornholios, which he co-wrote and stars in, and we didn't talk about at all, which I think is a damn crime. I'm going to have to have him back on just to talk about Cornholios. And we recorded this a few months ago, so it's a kind of a, a oldie, <laughs> kind of. But in this episode, Tynan challenged me to find an allegedly unfindable short. So Unsolved Mysteries update. Update. Months later, uh, I have now seen that short and the secret micro feature he mentions as well. We also talked about past guest and pal of the pod, Graham Mason, a few times, who's a mutual friend of ours, and they've worked together several times, including Tynan's brand new first feature, Dad and Stepdad, which is one of those absolutely silly, funny numbers with the big heart, like I mentioned earlier. And it's currently working its way around the globe on screening runs. So um, actually, if you're listening to this, the damn day it comes out, uh, I believe is the last day it is screening at Spectacle in New York City. After this, it's going to Calgary Underground Film Festival in Calgary, Alberta at the end of April. And uh, you'll have to follow Tynan on Instagram. I have linked that in the show notes to see where else it's playing because I know it's going to be at more spots. It's a huge hit. Okay, so let's get down damn to it. Um, For a bumper, I'm actually going to play one of Tynan's rockin' tunes. This is Princess Peach and then the episode. Come out. 
Um, okay, welcome to the pod. Thanks for being on here. Yeah. Oh, did you introduce me in the intro? <laughs> I introduced you in the intro. So okay, I'm here with Tyne and DeLong. There All we go. Right, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> Just One of to... America's um, most prolific short filmmakers, would you say? Uh, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> would you say that about yourself? Was that in your business cards? No, it's not in my business cards. <laughs> and um, why not? <laughs> uh, well, you know, I feel like... <laughs> Maybe we slowed down around 2020 a little bit for. You yeah, know, but you got the backlog. And, even if you separate it with the years and you do sure. the the math on it, the average, etc. Um, All right, that's fair. Know? I'll take I'll take it. That's kind. I'm not going to say it about myself, but if you want to say it, that's it. Um, you can put it on your business cards and quote it as me saying it. Okay. All right. <laughs> so then you still get the credit, but it didn't have to come from you, you know? Okay. All right. So I'll, I'll take off a marketing rock star and yeah. put on a <laughs> prolific short film. All right. Yeah. I've told you before, but I think I'll never reach the end. I think I still haven't somehow. I think you've got it. I mean, no, you're, you're posting some so. very deep cuts <laughs> on your, your stories. You think so? The deepest. I don't know. I don't know what's deep. There's, what's the there's, deep? What's, there's what's there's one there? out there on YouTube that I I bet you won't find because it's uh well now I we, have to we, we made it under a different name is this a challenge it is a challenge <laughs> it is a challenge you know I'll you give know, you finding I'll deep give, cuts oh, is yeah, my skill I'll give you a hint if you need but I, I, give I me a hint you're... now just send it to uh, me let's be honest uh, <laughs> are you shy <laughs> no I'm not shy I'm trying to think of like a good hint. That won't like give it away, but uh, I, I'll say it, it was made with a, a couple other uh, luminaries of the New York independent comedy scene. And okay, and so that so, only narrows it down to our one hundred mutuals. Sure, sure. Um, and um, Brian Fittyman has a cameo in it. Okay, and um, it's not a short. It's it's more of a. Or of an online sketch, but okay. uh, mm-hmm. it's not on my channel. It's not on their channel. Mm-hmm. It's on a channel that we created specifically a for this video. Channel. And we only have one video up there. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah, I guess it's secret. I mean, we did post about it when it dropped, but uh, Wait, now. when did it I drop? Mean, Give me a year. Oh, gosh. I, I want to say 2017. Okay. That's not I that think, long ago. I think 2017. That seems like not that deep. I feel like it's deep just because, okay. you know, it's just not because on, of the it's not on it's my at. page. And, yeah. yeah. Because you've hidden it from the world. It doesn't, it's got, only got a hand. We hid it from the world, you know. <laughs> the views are in Why? the three digits. It's not huge. I mean, we didn't really like, I didn't intentionally hide it. We, it was just like a concept that we had to um, put this video out under its own <laughs> channel. And, when I see it, I'll know. Yeah, you, you'll understand why it's, it's got its own separate channel, yes. Okay, interesting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, love, I love to find a little uh, treasure online, you know? I don't know if it's a treasure, but it's, it's something. <laughs> it's something, so, you know. I'm so fun curious. sleuthing. I want to pause the pod and go find it right now. Well, well <laughs> you know what? We don't my, have time. Save it for us a little treat afterwards. <laughs> Okay, you are um, one of America's top most prolific short filmmakers. However, you did just make your first feature. I did. How's it going? What's happening with it? Anything? You know, this will be coming out probably in a couple of months. So if there's in a couple months, later, mm-hmm. okay. Well, I mean, 
We just got into Sundance Film Festival, and I couldn't be happier. Are you lying or truth? <laughs> no, I was pretending if we were okay. <laughs> two months from now. No. <laughs> we're still waiting to hear back from a few festivals. Still trying to, like, figure out some uh, mm-hmm. some distribution for it. But, um, yeah. Um, so nothing now, but maybe future. N- nothing now, but, you know, we're hoping some good stuff for the future. And, and just uh, hoping everyone can see it and figuring out what the best way is. for that to happen Um, because we're all very proud of the movie and we just Mm -hmm. want as many people as possible to see it and um, we really think that if they do you know it'll really resonate with people they'll laugh and laugh they'll have a great time they'll laugh and laugh Uh, yeah absolutely and uh, (laughs) you know we'll tug at their heartstrings too yeah yeah uh, that's a classic kind of move you laugh and laugh you think oh this thing is silly we're having like a fun silly time then you go oh (laughs) someone's dead now uh no yeah yeah yeah. so i don't Mm -hmm. know i think it's like pretty special and yeah uh, hell yeah you know i were there any um since you're so used to doing short format were there any particular challenges with doing a feature as opposed to the shorts that you used to the rivers and the lakes that you're used to yeah I think there was like just time and budget constraints. You know, you have uh, other people's money invested in it. And that was like mm-hmm. never something that happened with the shorts that I made. You know, that was always mm-hmm. like my. There's like a different pressure. Money. Yeah. Or it's just like wasn't really pressure at all when I was like making the shorts most yeah. of the time. I mean, I, gu- I guess there were a few that were a little bit bigger in scale, but you know, for the most part, you know. I'm just answering to me. Yeah. At this time, it was like, you know, several people had invested in it. So you feel like a certain like obligation to them to mm-hmm. deliver a product on time and a quality product at that. Yeah. So yeah, just having to do that. And like, you know, we had, we had like four and a half shooting days and, you know, a very like small casting crew. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it couldn't have gone better. You know, yeah. everyone, everyone was like razor sharp and um, really kind of like we all kind of bonded and banded together to make this thing that we believed in. Well, it's already they're your besties anyway. We're all besties. You know, we're always hanging Who's out. Who's your enemy on the team? No, no enemies. No enemies. <laughs> okay. Well, there is one. Uh, his name name rhymes with Schmam Gason. And this guy is a dick. I mean, if you met this guy... World class <laughs> asshole. Couldn't be meaner. That's what they say about a meanest guy in the yeah. indie scene. You know who I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> this guy. Real ones know. Inside the real know. ones know. <laughs> this guy. He's a he's a bit of a prima donna. And he made you film a living hell. Yeah. Uh, always. <laughs> but you filmed the whole thing in four days. Well, four and a half. You four, know, four and a half. That happens. I, I love to specify that it's four. And yeah. I mean, it was five days That's technically, right. but one of the days, days was mm-hmm. one of the days was half driving. So oh, okay. you know, well, you count your drive time and your paid hours. I think. Well, <laughs> I don't count it in the shooting. I mean, we drove up there. We we unloaded the car and started shooting like pretty much right away. So I mean, it's like, yeah. it's pretty nuts. And, That's impressive. That's tight. Yeah. We started uh, started shooting, and th- the morning we drove up, uh, Kanye West dropped Donda, and th- the day we drove back, Drake released Certified Lover Boy. So I kind of, yeah. oh, I love those you little very bookends. definitive, yeah. Yep. <laughs> Hell yeah. yeah. And that kind of set the um, tone and vibe for your film. Yes. It's somewhere between those two albums is where Absolutely. it lies. That's yeah. what I would always say. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> 
Well, homies yeah. can look out for that film sometime. We don't know when. Maybe we'll know by the time this comes out. <laughs> do, we, do we say the name? It's Dad and Stepdad. Oh, Dad and Stepdad. <laughs> yeah, Dad and Stepdad. Be plugging it now. Keep yeah. your keep your peepers peeled. The trailer's out there. Take a look. Trailer's out there. The trailer's series out is out there. there still, too. Series is you out there. Give a little there. taste. A tiny taste. Take a taste. Of what you're in for. Yeah. A taste test. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we can get into the movie for today. Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> is that okay? <laughs> That's fine with me. Did I surprise you? <laughs> no. That sounds good. <laughs> Shocked and surprised with the movie for today, which is the 2021 film El Planeta. I guess I haven't yeah. said it out loud. I tripped on it. I don't feel like bit. I haven't a lot either. El Planeta. El Planeta. Yeah. Right. We've said her name. <laughs> All right. This is written and directed and starring Amalia Ullman and her actual real life mother, Ale Ullman. There's really not a lot of people you'd know in the film. There is one filmmaker, though, Nacho Vigalando. His name's Nacho, and that's just so sick. Um, but he's the guy in the opening scene. I feel I feel like there's also, you know, there's a cameo by uh, someone who's very well known. Oh, yeah. Martin Scorsese, <laughs> but he's not actually. Marty! <laughs> <laughs> there's a cameo from martin scorsese but that's a different thing and we'll get to that later <laughs> but i've never seen any of nacho's films i was looking through his stuff never seen any of it but he's made a lot so you know it's got to count for something that's great yeah i don't know nacho <laughs> well he's done segments on like abc's of death and i think one of the vhs movies but i haven't seen i saw abc's of death like i don't know 20 years ago right whenever on. it came out and uh i haven't seen any of the vhs movies so i guess stuff technically i've heard of but those are only segments in like a an anthology series yeah anthology. yeah that's cool um all right so you picked this movie and you had seen it before true i've seen it twice this i and i watched it another time before we did this podcast so, so this is third i've seen it three times i love it it's probably my favorite movie of 2021 now that i think about it i mean it's top three for sure wow beatles get back is in the mix obviously <laughs> and uh i did i also watched the worst person in the world three times so i like that one yeah but, that's uh, a good one yeah i i absolutely how did you come across this do you remember did you see it in theaters i did not see it in theaters mm. you know let's okay just say I, no i remember uh <laughs> trying to put this delicately let's just say uh -oh. i came i came across it on a a little private streaming site of mine that shall not be named. And, um, yeah, I just kind of looked at the, <laughs> the thumbnail and uh, read the synopsis. I didn't know anything about it. I just thought it looked cool. And uh -huh. I watched it. And I was floored. I said, this is where it's at. Hell no, yeah. I didn't know anything about uh, Amalia Ullman or... Uh, mm -hmm. or the, We've or talked about before that we both have the same thing where we don't like to know anything about movies when we go see them. Absolutely. I think that's and the so best, that's that's the best way to go in. Yeah. yeah that's what I, mean. I, I just I just thought it looked cool. And mm -hmm. guess what? I was right. <laughs> it is cool. It's a very cool movie. So, you got a good um, poster vibe detector. Yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I got to get still detector. I, I see a still. I'm like, I'm watching mm -hmm. that movie. Yeah, you know? hell yeah. So yeah, that's, uh, yeah. Came across it and uh, just hit, for just pressed play like Aerosmith. <laughs> Just, just press, press play. play. It yeah. was free on your, on your secret website that we won't name. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> One was, of the world's most dodgiest it, it, <laughs> interviews I've had so far. Well, uh, there's, you know, it, I don't think it had been released into the, the world at this point on a, on a So there may have still. been a crime involved is what you're saying. Didn't say that. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, you're not saying, mm-hmm. but maybe there's a wink. <laughs> no wink. Not saying wink. I'm not winking. <laughs> you guys can't see it, but I'm not winking. Just kind of putting that Eyes wink. are wide open. Eyes wide open. Couldn't not even blinking. Wider. Not even blinking, no. really. So. Honestly, a little scary. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, uh, critic scores for this movie, very good. 95% on Rotten Tomatoes. There's no Google user score which is okay. weird probably would have been in the 90s you think so i did grab the letterbox score which is 3.4 out of 5 which is pretty good that's usually like good movie i think that's kind of equivalent to a 95 yeah. on Rotten tomatoes i feel like it should be higher but all right <laughs> whatever players <laughs> your personal um aggregate score is just five out of five damn right yeah. between the three viewings absolutely yeah it's a five yeah. it's a five star for me <laughs> so we've spoiled the ending <laughs> i never do that but that's all right. <laughs> you, ne- you never do five stars? I never spoil what I've scored a film at the beginning of the uh, podcast. Oh, <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. Because you do that's that for at the, the end. end. Yeah, well, <laughs> make no mistake. But you already <laughs> blew I'm your beans at the I'm beginning saying, saying you loved it. Well, I, I do love it. I chose it. I would not choose a uh-huh. movie that... Uh, I was soft on. Um, and I'm hard on Elf on it. Five stars. <laughs> Only a movie you're rock hard for. Absolutely. I mean, this is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is a. You know, five, it's five um, stars. Saying that I'm rock hard is a new thing that I'm trying out. Absolutely nobody likes it. I, you know, <laughs> I don't know if I'm jumping at that one, but. Uh, I you see do, men actively you like cringe. The flinch inside. Ooh, yeah. We don't want to hear the word rock hard. I think it takes but I think a it's certain kind of type. It takes like a certain type of confidence to kind of throw that out there. To say you're rock hard. I feel like I could get away with it. I don't know if you are getting away with it, but, you know, <laughs> keep trying it out. Maybe it'll it'll stick. Keep at it. Keep trying it. Honing yeah, it down. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. So we can get into this movie. Getting into the movie. Getting into the movie. We're entering the space. All right. <laughs> um, we're set in the director's hometown, actual hometown of, I don't know how to say this, Gijón. Spain? J's or H's, right? In Spanish? That, that sounds right. That sounds fine. Seems right. <laughs> yeah. I never took Spanish. I took French, so I don't know. So we're set in this small town in Spain. Uh, we're in black and white. The opening scene, I think, is really funny, so we can just kind of uh, break down this scene. Yeah. We've got the main girl is like a, a daughter character, uh, and she meets this guy at a cafe with the proposition that she might try out doing sex work with him is Mm. kind of what it seems like so from the beginning even though you kind of know nothing at all you get the sense she's maybe struggling with money and trying to make money in whatever way she can yeah i mean you're kind of thrown into it right off the bat trying to figure out who she is and what this is all about and and uh gradually as the scene goes on that information gets uh divvied out and i like that how they kind of keep you off balance and uh it's a very funny scene Mm -hmm. she wants to do it just like uh wanted to see if it was uh worth it because there's this book i really want i think is uh yeah it's really great yeah (laughs) yeah one of the things i really like about this movie is this is kind of the first in a series of incidents where people just kind of are exploiting her yeah and she's kind of analyzing that through a lens of humor though it's it's not there's a layer of like sadness underneath it, but there's there's mm-hmm. a lot of humor kind of coating it, and that's a lot of humor. And overall, the vibes are chill and not sad. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And I and that's my shit, you know. <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> As we've discussed, <laughs> throwing a throwing a layer layer of melancholy, but keep it keep it funny and uh, keep it light. I think that's what she does. I just kind of like I love how matter of fact the conversation is. 
Mm-hmm. He has a kink. Yeah. He just throws it right out there. Nacho's line delivery on I like to get pissed on is mm-hmm. uh, it's very down the middle. It's very funny. Straight up, yeah. I like to get pissed on. Yeah. And basically, he says, I'll give you 20 bucks. Mm-hmm. When she was like, the research I've done is like, maybe you'll pay me 500 And he basically laughs in her face. Yeah, that laugh is just awful. Great example of just how people in power kind of abuse others, Mm -hmm. try to exploit them. Because he wants her to do a lot for that $20. Mm -hmm. He wants to decide what she eats and drinks all day. Yeah. Have her take a taxi to some other town, to some weird place, and be pissed on for $20. Very degrading. (laughs) Doesn't sound like a deal to me. No. No, not to me either. And not to her either, because she says the book costs $20. And I feel like those aren't, this shouldn't be the same value. (laughs) Yeah. I love how there's just, you know, there's no like final, no, I'm not going to do it. It's like, yeah, I'll uh, I'll show you a message on WhatsApp. Yeah. (laughs) We'll be in touch. Yeah. (laughs) For sure. And then at the end of that scene, we get the first of these very stylized wipe transitions, editing wise. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What do you think about these transitions? Uh, I think the first one's like a diamond. There's maybe like a star later. Yeah, I think. What do you think uh, about this choice? I think there's a letterbox review that said these were movie maker transitions. I don't know what movie maker is, but you know what? I'm about. I'm it. all. I'm all about it. I mean, <laughs> I think you know they're a little silly, but I think that lends itself to like the style of the mm-hmm. movie not taking itself too seriously. So when there is like you know a little diamond wipe or whatever, it's, it's cute. It's fun. It's quirky. What do you think of it? I don't <laughs> you loved like- it. I, you know what I think of? I um, did my morning announcements at my school in elementary school, and we had these <laughs> these type of transitions on the morning announcements then, mm-hmm. and that's what I think about us just turning that knob and doing a big star crossed in the nineties or right. whatever. <laughs> Gotcha. <laughs> and it seems like it, I don't know, it feels a little out of place to me. Mm-hmm. It just seems like it's for a, this movie is comedic, like it is funny, but it seems yeah. like it's for maybe a more sillier movie than this. Yeah, that's fair. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's, it's a risk, but you know. It is a choice and you do have to respect a, a capital C choice. <laughs> I respect the choice, you know. I, yeah. You don't get to see those wipes that much. So I was, that is you know, true. I was, yeah, like, hey, this is kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> it is kind of different. Yeah, I guess you have to respect that too. It's yeah. different. How often do you get to see a diamond wipe? <laughs> Not often. I don't know if I could think of another film that I got to see a diamond wipe in. I'm sure they exist. Goodfellas. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Citizen Kane. I've never. <laughs> um... <laughs> yeah. No, the big ones use them. Big ones use them. Well, that's my issue. I haven't seen any of those movies. Uh, <laughs> I don't know the big see. ones. So I'm going to just have yeah. to defer to your knowledge. Claire Denis is always using them. Yeah. yeah. I have seen a couple Claire Denis, but probably, you know, maybe I missed the ones that you've seen. Beau Travai has a um, <laughs> heart wipe <laughs> all throughout it. Every, yeah. yeah. So yeah. Take a look. It's true. For sure. Really sets the love mood that's going 100%. on in the movie. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> also, I guess just while we're on like editing style, etc. Yeah. The way that this is literally shot is really interesting too. Mm-hmm. That's mostly stationary and it's almost exclusively wide shots, medium to wide shots of everybody. There's no mm-hmm. like conversation where there's shot and reverse shot. There's no front and back of someone. Yeah. I just thought that's cool. I don't know. I liked watching it be so chill. It just feels really chill. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> is that a good critique? <laughs> it's a great critique. I mean, mm-hmm. we can talk about specific camera movements, I guess, when you get to some other beats. There's some mm-hmm. stuff that I noted that I that I really like. But um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, there's something admirable about that style of just kind of letting the camera sit there and let. let one of the things I really like about the film is. Um, you know, they're, they're not so quick to hurry things up. They're more, they mm-hmm. can, we luxuriate in the scenes a lot. And um, there's lots of like dead space where nothing happens. You know, mm-hmm. people are just kind of eating something or walking to the door and you see them walk to the door and then they walk yeah. back. And it's just, you know, <laughs> I like that. I like that empty space. And so, you know, those, mm-hmm. um, those static blocked off like uh, wide shots, you know, really help to create this atmosphere chill i think it's probably hard to like commit to doing something like that don't you think just like it's kind of brave to let nothing happen it is brave and uh i love it yeah that's why i like this movie so much (laughs) there's a lot there's uh being unafraid to sit in that dead space or Mm -hmm. i I don't think i don't think it's dead i think it's very much alive (laughs) a lot of the life (laughs) a lot of the the (laughs) life of this movie is in those little details in, in those little moments and sort of it feels more like an honest view of like someone's day or life or whatever. Absolutely. Yeah, it's neat. It's great. 100%. Lots of reflection shots too. Mm-hmm. Through a mirror or a stored glass window and there's reflection in it, you know. So, you know, but do I have a, do I have a thought on what that could symbolize? Yeah, I do. <laughs> Will I say it? Maybe. Maybe later. We'll save it for later. Maybe it might ask me a little bit later, but yeah. You're going to yeah, chew yeah. on that one for a little bit? I already chewed on it, you know. I have You're my You're going to keep it a secret? <laughs> We'll find the thought later on a secret YouTube channel. <laughs> yeah, it's out there. I already recorded it and I put it up on a secret channel. So good luck finding that. All right. If I find that, I'll um, insert it in the episode later on. Please do. <laughs> in post. Yes. I'll put it in post. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So she lives with her mom. Let's talk about her relationship with her mom. I love that she used her actual mom for this movie. I think that the like natural intimacy that they are able to have wouldn't have been possible with any other person. Oh, I agree 100%. I, mm-hmm. I I didn't know that that was her real mom the first time I, I watched it. I just thought mm-hmm. it was a, an actress. And uh, yeah, you know, afterwards found out it was her real mom. And I was blown away. Because yeah, I mean, the chemistry is obviously lived in and undeniable. Yeah. And It's off the charts. It's off the charts. It's one of the things that makes this film so special, you know, is seeing the natural chemistry between the two of them flow so well. And there's such like a genuine like humor and like warmth and and yeah. tenderness between the two of them. And, you know, I think I think there's a lot of movies that do try to do this and do not succeed. I mean, their parents are bad actors. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> you, sh- you shouldn't have done this. You know, yeah. it's a cute idea. But, True. you know, they're, they're, yeah. sometimes the parents can be such bad actors. It takes you out of the reality of like the narrative that they're they're trying yeah. to serve, you know. And this is her mom's, I think, on screen debut, so it could have gone poorly. Yeah, um, yeah. No, I mean the, the, that's brilliant casting. Yeah, I'd love to see the two of them in another in another movie because they're just uh, they're great together. They are really great. Yeah, I didn't know they were real mom and daughter until after either but the whole time I was thinking there's no way that like these two actors have this great of like chemistry and like balance between each other and sort of like an unspoken relationship an unspoken like physical relationship even yeah um like their energies just kind of I don't know 
I don't know what word I'm looking for, but you know what I'm saying? They communicate in a way without talking. Oh, they do. And um, the mother's a goofball. And I think that, you know, that's really (laughs) important to kind of balance out these situations of poverty and, you know, eviction and stuff like that. Kind of the heavier things, you know, it's wonderful that, you know, she's such a goofball. Um, Yeah, she's very superstitious. (laughs) (laughs) She's very superstitious. and, And I do love those like those weird quirky like things at the the beginning where she's freezing her enemies and it's kind of mm-hmm. rolling I guess up. that's like He's... an actual thing. Is it? Yeah. Okay. I read it as like a Cuban thing, but they're oh, obviously okay. not Cuban, so it mm-hmm. must, I don't know if it's just like a Spanish thing or what, but yeah, the good luck thing for the glasses of water, um, all the glasses of water on top of the refrigerator, mm-hmm. that's supposed to counter negative energy and bring you luck. Okay. And then freezing your enemies is like if someone's being mean to you or they're your enemy and you want them to stop being mean to you, um, you write their name on a piece of paper. The thing I read said put it in a glass of water and then store it in the freezer, but she just puts the paper in the freezer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And she said, if I, if I freeze them, they can't hurt me and they leave me alone. Yeah. Which, it's just funny, silly, but you know, if it works. Yeah. It works. Well, I love that kind of sort of like specific, like character detail that just kind of informs you of who this steps type of person is like right off the bat yeah and it does so in a unique way and it's not you know super expository or anything you know it's just i wonder if that's a quirk that she has in real life that they pulled in i would assume probably you know i think a lot of uh, stuff is taken from her real life from what i've read Mm -hmm. so you know i i don't know for sure but i wouldn't say no yeah wouldn't put it (laughs) past them wouldn't put it past them Mm mm-hmm So we slowly get more and more details revealed over time throughout the movie, but I'm kind of going to bring some of them in earlier. Uh, So one of them is that she moved back home uh, after the death of her father. So that's why she's living with her mother now, because she wasn't. You famously also made a movie with your mommy. (laughs) Famously, famously did. Yep. Um, Sort of also about the absence of your father. I kind of felt like this is where you're going with this. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, I did. It was an interesting couple of movies to watch in a row today. Mm-hmm. There is, yes, I mean, obviously there's something about this movie that I relate to, and mm-hmm. I, I do relate to um, the absence of the absence of a family member and how that affects, like, a family. and um, Different circumstances yeah. in your case versus this yeah, case. Totally. Couldn't be different vibes between <laughs> the two movies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Except, you know, that there's, like, such a beautiful relationship between the parent and the child. Right. But aside from that, they really have nothing really in common. <laughs> no, no. No, they don't. But, Tone, you know, vibe, anything possible going on. <laughs> that's true, but you know, Bonnie's a great Bonnie the documentary. Check it out; it's on my Vimeo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, I guess if you uh, are in, in need of a uh, heartwarming tearjerker, uh, yeah, that, that would be one that I would recommend. Did you ever get to screen that for a crew? Yeah, well, I uh, did, did this thing at the White Hotel that was part of um, their artist residency and i screened uh four new films and that was one of them um so yeah i have like you got to see a whole audience do it i got to see a whole audience sit there and watch that yeah Mm -hmm. and how was that uh were they all crying i feel like maybe some people were uh yeah (laughs) i felt like uh i was kind of squirming in my seat probably so you know i feel like that would maybe be horrifying for you Yeah, no, I was pretty proud of the work, so I was happy to like show. I mean, it's a great movie. I just mean it's so like you know, it's like your story and your family, and yeah, it's like I mean, a really personal story. It's a it's an incredibly vulnerable thing, and that's why I was like, that's why I say I was like squirming because it's like, yeah, it's a, yeah, it's pretty much like the most. I think a 
maybe still is the most personal thing I had made. So Mm -hmm. to kind of be that honest and open in front of a large group of your friends and peers is, yeah, it's a, it's a big deal. But yeah, I don't know. It seemed like the feedback was all right and people still bring that (laughs) up to me. So um, I'm pretty proud of it and I hope it, uh, hope it stands as a nice piece of, of the stuff that I've made. People, yeah. I just hope yeah, it does. Um, someone can see it. And, you know, there's been people that said that he watched it and they related to the story. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's kind of the best thing you can hope for. Yeah. It's an amazing thing to have. Yeah. It's very precious. Absolutely. It's great that you got to do that. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry to make the conversation about you if that's weird. It's all good. <laughs> I'm all right with it, you know? Um, my mom is all, you know, I, I feel like there's a lot of parallels between the mother and El Planeta and, and my mom in terms of like, mm-hmm. my mom is also like a goofball and you turn the camera on her, you know, as much as she says she doesn't want to be filmed, you know? Yeah. There's a part of her that, that will come alive and she kind of silly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she kind of likes it. And so, you know, it's cool to kind of bring out that, that sense of humor in her and see her, see her be a goofball on camera. And, and I think you do get like little tastes of that in the little documentary that I made about her so yeah for sure and and I think I think that that she does that because I'm like I'm behind the camera so you know yeah I feel like maybe Amalia Ullman's mom maybe wouldn't have been so like goofy Mm -hmm. and um you know alive if if she wasn't acting with her daughter but yeah because they they are acting with each other there's that shared history that and informs their performance and you know they seem to access another part of them that other people couldn't unlock so yeah i think yeah that chemistry can only be achieved by a parent son or daughter relationship maybe one day you and vani do a scripted film together yeah possibly we'll see about that (laughs) now she's gonna be asking me about that She listen, she'll probably listen to this and then she'll... She follows. <laughs> she follows. She follows. Yeah, I've heard of it follows, but she follows. <laughs> that was a new one to me, player. <laughs> Being called player is just not an experience I really get to have. And I'm really happy to have it here with you today. That's that's my thing, man. That's yeah. what I call that's Yeah, everyone's a player. Hell yeah. I was saying player and I won't stop. <laughs> No one can stop me. Um, <laughs> let's see. While we're in this scene, this opening early scene with Mommy, uh, mm-hmm. we do find out the Scorsese's in the area for this gala thing that's happening. And that's about the only other important thing that happens right in this scene. <laughs> mm-hmm. We see more instances of the daughter trying to make money and not, not entirely succeeding. She's starting to sell off her possessions. We see her sell her sewing machine, which is something that seems important to her because I think she's a fashion something, something with fashion. And then the video chat with her agent um, is also really great. Also, there's something we skipped over that What'd I we like, skip? That she she walks outside with a jacket on and then goes back inside and mm-hmm. takes it off, which a call back to the earlier opening scene where they're talking about the weather. Yeah. Just this kind of banal conversation about not knowing whether to wear a jacket or not because it's hot <laughs> out. And, and then we see her mother do the same thing. Yeah. You know, I've heard of like father like son, but like mother like daughter. Well, that's <laughs> what we're getting here. <laughs> with the two of them walking outside taking their jackets off uh, yeah and this is just a little a thing that i relate to because i am constantly you sometimes walk outside with a jacket and go well i didn't need this and go back and i'm take it constantly off. Sh- misjudging the weather and what i should be wearing so <laughs> as, as someone who kind of fucks that up constantly i did enjoy that little joke yeah shout out to that to weather <laughs> shout out to weather 
Shout out New to York weather is kind of different, though. It's a different beast. It's a, different, it's a whole different beast. <laughs> it's a whole different beast, man. <laughs> a whole different monster, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, this <laughs> the scene with her agent. Yeah. Her agent. Yes, another. <laughs> well, I love this scene. I love this scene, too. That's one of my favorites. I think about it all the time. There's just another scene of, you know, her getting her expectations up and then having them deflated by the end of the scene. And, uh, you know, kind of mirrors the opening scene. And it's another, like, uh, man trying to, like, exploit her for mm-hmm. less than she's worth. Yeah. And um, I feel like anyone who's probably worked in, like, independent film can probably relate to this scene. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, just... Uh, DIY artists of all types. DIY, you know, <laughs> don't have money for uh, even the, the flight. I mean, mm-hmm. give me a break. I also like that it, when he's talking about Christina Aguilera, he says uh, she's trying to do a whole Solange Knowles thing, which seems to be a very, <laughs> it's a very specific music joke that I, I liked and appreciated. Yeah. I could definitely see someone like her making that move or, yeah, so. And he also says, um, the bigger the name, the less money, the less money's less involved. Less money's involved. Yeah. And I wonder if that's, that sounds like it could be true, I guess. Yeah, it's good exposure. Yeah. That's what they say in the in the scene. Yeah. Which, yeah, I mean, yeah, it just translates to you're not going to make anything. And I think that's, uh, that's a shame. Mm-hmm. That's wrong. But we've all done it. We've all done it. Yeah. Fuck you, pay me. I mean, that's, uh, that's really what it is. That's your uh, motto. That's my, that's my motto. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I really, I think she handles that scene really well. I mean, it's very like mm-hmm. subtle and uh, there's a lot, you know, a lot of mundaneity in it. Did I say that right? Mundan- mundaneity? You know what I mean. I didn't think twice Mund- about it, so I think you said it well. All right. That's one of those words that I see a lot, but I don't say out loud a lot. Yeah. And um, they, I related to that scene. It cuts to the bone. Yeah. Good stuff. And there's then there's all those like you know just like a lot of like subtle jabs that she kind of like brushes off like guys uh, I see you cut your hair I liked it long or something like that yeah I don't know you know just like these and like why does it even matter to him who are you yeah 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 yeah, yeah. dealing with a lot of like shitty dudes constantly mm-hmm. it's kind of yeah there's a running theme in that in this movie shitty dudes yeah and how yeah. much like sort of effort and trouble she's having to go through even to just take this call like yeah seeking out internet not being able to use the lamp in her living room having to sit like on the floor in between a coffee table and a couch to even get a slice of internet yeah all just to like get on this call where this dude sucks and yeah she's still not gonna have any money or prospects right basically asking her to work to lose money to fly to a different country even yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> and they won't pay for it again mir- mirroring the first scene you know kind of ends it with a uh yeah we'll all think about it we'll be in touch we'll be in mm-hmm. touch for yeah. sure and we get some more tender scenes with her mommy after this mm-hmm. there's one scene i really liked where they are she's like sewing clothes on the kitchen table and they're sharing food and they're sharing mm-hmm. like forks back and forth That was just one of those things um, when I was talking about sort of like a nonverbal language they have with each other that I was thinking of. They're kind of having like a rotation of fork. Like I take this bite, I pass along the fork, you take that bite, you pass along Mm -hmm. the fork. It just kind of seemed like they already had an established system, you know, somewhere. Yeah. (laughs) It's like such a tiny thing, but 
it's like something you notice. I like that moment a lot. It's it's just a very small gesture that speaks volumes about their love for each other and their and their history and their history and yeah. It's not something you could script, I think. Yeah, probably not. Which makes just it interesting. Seems like something they do in their real life. She also sleeps in bed with her mommy, and they cuddle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they do do that. During the sleeping in bed scene, they mention a cat they used to have, mm-hmm. and how they're sad about the cat being dead. Yes, I did think it was interesting that they seem more sad about the cat being dead than the dad being dead. Yeah. Which they almost never talk about the dad, but they're right. devastated about the cat. <laughs> yeah, maybe because that's easier to, to talk about or, uh, but I certainly, you know, know what it's like to lose a cat and it's like yeah Mm -hmm. it really really hurts yeah one of my favorite uh, moments in the film is when the mother is just watching videos old videos of the cat and uh, I recently had to like give up a cat that I had like fostered for like almost a year he found a new home and I was really bummed out and I definitely found myself looking at old videos and uh, pictures of him so you know watching it back this time around that was like certainly like that was something that I like latched on to and personally related too. Yeah. Because, yeah, it's just like such a little like delightful joy to have around. And, and when it's gone, it feels like a phantom limb. You keep wanting to Aww. reach yeah. out and pick up your cat or pet, pet the cat. But <laughs> Are you going to get another anymore. cat? Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think so. Definitely. Yeah. Absolutely. I want to get a cat too. I need to take a break right now. But uh, yeah. yeah. You're, oh, yeah. you're still healing from your trauma. I had to heal a little. Yeah, I had to take some time off to heal. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, I recommend it if you're thinking about it. Yeah, absolutely. It's Maybe a cat fun. would be good for um, the old back, a little free masseuse. Perhaps. I mean, if I can find a cat that would do that. But, <laughs> you know, they're notoriously picky about what they do and don't do. So, I don't know. Find a cat you can train to do biscuits on the back. Biscuits on the back. Mm-hmm. I love that phrase. It's all you need, biscuits I, on the back. I'd be saying that. Yeah. More. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that should be my new catchphrase I instead. think it's better than rock hard. Yeah. <laughs> I think biscuits on the back sounds cooler. Yeah, well, it's got a little of the uh, alliteration to it. Yeah, and uh, bees like bees just feel good in your mouth. They do. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> it's just true. I'm sorry to yeah, say. They do. I mean, uh, ask Candyman. <laughs> <laughs> bees do feel good in the mouth. <laughs> An absolute pervert for bees in the mouth. This guy fucking the expert loves having bees in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Freak for it. Okay, well, another thing that we <laughs> that gets revealed is that they are um, losing their house. Yes, due to some kind of tomfoolery on the dad's part. Right? Do they? They don't say any like details. They just kind of allude to there's something that the dad did that makes them lose their house. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, I didn't pick up on what it was specifically. If there was, yeah. yeah. So this is something that was pulled from their actual life from the director and her mommy. The director's real dad actually committed fraud using her signature and resulted in her mom and her losing their home against the bank because of that. And they have been excommunicated ever since. Wow. Yeah. I did not know that. That's, yeah. Did their their dad die in real life? No. He okay. didn't die a real death, but in a way that's sort of a symbolic death when you excommunicate a parent, you know? Yeah. You do have like a grieving. It, it's almost the same. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Wow. So he 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 was using his daughter's signature. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. He also did. Seems like 
a few scandals and schemes. He was a little scandal schemer. He had her as a child help him make a fake ID that he used for a long time Mm. and some other things. So uh, yeah, classic scheming dad and uh, cause them to lose their house. There's a companion short to this that is kind of offline, but I can send it to you if you'd like to watch it called Sorted Scandal. How'd you get that? I'm just talented at finding (laughs) All right. Sounds like maybe you also have your own private (laughs) streaming site that shall be unnamed. So, okay, I'm sorry. This companion short kind of delves into that. Yeah, it's called Sorted Scandal, and it's more about her real-life elements that were pulled into this film Um, and it's really interesting it's like 20 minutes great i should have watched that before this uh, podcast well i'll send it to you after send it to me after but i wanted to be able to tell you about it i appreciate that if you already knew that wouldn't be i didn't this is good information (laughs) that's kind of a crazy story though right absolutely she has a lot of crazy stories in this short there's one that's not really related to anything in the movie but their landlord for a while was like a really nice lady landlord and she got dementia Mm -hmm. and she ended up putting this i keep forgetting her name the director of this movie amalia she ended up putting amalia as her what do you call it like the person who receives all your shit when you die in her will Mm. um when she meant to put somebody else so (laughs) amalia became like a property owner at the age of 10 Oh, wow. <laughs> like a fluke from her landlord who had dementia. Yeah, okay. Isn't that crazy? She, is she still on the property or she give it no, up? No, I don't believe so. Because they became homeless gotcha. um, after they lost their house. I guess they didn't get to keep it. I don't know what happened with it. She doesn't say. Okay. But that's just like a wild little thing. Yeah, that's very wild. Okay, so next they get lunch at a fancy place. The titular El Planeta. Yes. And this is sort of a little bit of a turn where we get more information about Kind of their relationship with the community, their lifestyle. They get this lunch for free by putting it on the tab of the daughter's imaginary politician boyfriend. And so this story is loosely based on two actual criminals, mother and daughter, Anna and Justina Belen. They would do this, basically. They racked up all kinds of charges around town in the mid-2010s. Sometime they got caught doing all this crap, but they also were located in this Spanish town and they scammed all types of businesses around town by lying, telling tall tales, etc., all while also living in the poor folks part of town and also going sometimes even without electricity from being so poor. But they also, the daughter of that couple, claimed to be dating the socialist candidate for president. That was one of her tall tales. They racked up over $1,000 in debt to a grocery service, over $6,000 in debt to hotels and local merchants, over 2700 in lawyer fees. The lawyer stopped talking to them because they would call them over 100 times a day, which is psycho behavior. They ate out at restaurants almost every single day pretending to be rich. They just pretended all around town that they were rich, that they had this like rich people lifestyle. They would pay it at the end of the month, etc. And when the people came out and said, uh, hey, we need our money, the mom threatened to sue them for sexual harassment. Oh, so that wow. kind of rocks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it rocks, but... (laughs) (laughs) That's girl boss behavior. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So this was was not something Amalia and her mother did. This was was something that was... 
these other people did. So Amalia and her mother are not criminals, at least in this respect. Yeah, okay. <laughs> in real life. Gotcha. I, I don't want to speak for their entire, you know, thing. Sure. <laughs> they could be doing crimes. You know, it's a pro-crime podcast and we don't judge them for that. But their two characters are based off of this other mother and daughter. Gotcha, yeah. I mean, that uh, that clarifies something. I guess that was something that I was maybe like a little bit... um fuzzy on it's like who this this politician character was how they were scheming people how i just like how did they how do people go along with it how do people i don't know allegedly with the real ones they passed off being rich very well is what people say they really seemed like rich people they seemed like they had these relationships or whatever Mm. and i think they kind of they seem like that in the movie even like they wear really nice clothes they seem like they fit coats yeah yeah (laughs) i've always said if you walk into a place with confidence and act like you're supposed to be there people don't really question you as much as you would think that they would yeah most of the time right Yeah. I've done my share of crimes. <laughs> Have you? Well, what's your... What's well, it's, your, just, it's uh, always really easy for me to get into like shows in any capacity, but especially like rock shows, punk shows, festivals, anything, because people think I'm a rocker. I, okay. I mean, I am a rocker, but yeah. it's uh, <laughs> not always involved in... Um, the show going on at that moment but it's really easy for me to just walk into shows without being questioned or people just think i'm part of a band which is cool (laughs) this is very cool man i I don't know if i could do that but you know uh shout out to you i feel like even sometimes when i am on a list people are like hold on i gotta i don't know about you you know what i mean so it's like yeah (laughs) i will say most of the time i am more swag (laughs) <laughs> Most of the time I am buying a ticket. So like okay. the artists are being supported in some way. Gotcha. <laughs> but I just don't get asked for it. Mm. I don't get asked to prove that I got a ticket or whatever. Yeah. All right. That's sort of been the case for many years. I've gone to major music festivals and went through like all the artist zones um, without ever being stopped. You just walk into the work tour like, what's up, motherfuckers? I'm here. It's kind of fun. But yeah, if you walk into a place with enough confidence, I think people just don't stop you. Okay. I gotta, I gotta work on my swag. I might try to, I might start trying to do this. Yeah. Just walking into places. Yeah. Have a little more confidence. It also yeah. helps if you know anybody else that looks cool too. Bring them with you. Say, like, wave to somebody, it, like across the room or something. You know. Yeah. Yeah, that helps a lot too. I know a ton of very cool looking people. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I do. <laughs> too many, even. Who's the coolest say. looking person you know? Graham Mason. <laughs> You got Graham on the brain tonight. Yeah, Graham. He's cool. <laughs> Is there like a picture of him um, stuck to the wall behind your computer or something that I can't see just off screen? <laughs> yeah, you wish. You wish. A little hard around it. <laughs> nah. No. No. <laughs> Um, okay, where are we? Okay, so yeah, they, the movie is based off of these two swindlers, these notorious swindlers. Okay. And we continue to see the, the two of them kind do of a little bit of crime. Brothers vibes. Yeah. Yeah, with the swindler energy. Yeah, yeah so big swindler energy. They're also like talking up how the daughter is about to work for Christina Aguilera, even though she really is not taking the job either. Yeah. So they are kind of hamming up their stories. Mm-hmm. And they look rich. They go out with the big fur coat, the nice like designer suit. They look nice. Yeah. They go to a store and the chick flirts with the cashier and gets a bunch of free stuff. This this cashier, the, we'll meet again. Uh-huh. What a piece of work this guy is. <laughs> I love his performance. I mean, uh-huh. this is a... Uh, I think this could be one of the top five most low energy 
performances. <laughs> and it's, it's yeah. great. Is he mumblecore? He's mumblecore. He's mumblecore for sure. <laughs> but he's got game. I mean, he straight up asked for that WhatsApp. Yeah. Real quick. Real and quick. Uh, she's like, that's weird, but okay. And she's like a fox. Like she's, she's a very hot babe. She looks rich. Yeah. She's dressed like really nice. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you know, he's not ugly, but he's just like normal, yeah. you know, so he's kind of shooting above his league a little too. So for him yeah. to be um, so confidently reaching out for that number. Yeah. It's just surprising. He's got swag. He does got some swag. Yeah. We can talk about their date. They go on a date. Sure. They go on a date. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's like probably my one of my favorite scenes. Yeah. There's like a lot of little details and things that I like. Yeah. Sir. She lives in London and when they met in the store, I mean, she already said she used to live there. So it's like yeah. he established, it's established that he's like a bad listener. He's not really paying attention to the stuff that she's saying. Mm-hmm. There's some like some real lulls and some painfully awkward moments that we just sit through with yeah. this date. But they do yeah. ultimately kind of vibe. They ultimately do kind of vibe somehow. It's I mean, an unlikely I think, pair. I think it was the alcohol. I think it's the, mm, the date progresses so. and the more they drink and the more of a vibe. But yeah, listen him up this guy doesn't doesn't know that he were working for balenciaga which is like a huge yeah very like expensive fashion brand i think you know what i feel like i never heard about balenciaga until like the last year though yeah i looked it up though it has been a company for 103 years yeah i've been buying their shit for a long time so i'm obviously oh yeah so you're in the know yeah yeah i got so many balenciaga handbags i don't I got to get in a separate closet for my yeah. handbags. That's why you moved into the larger apartment. Oh, that's why I moved here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. It's just like it's a really rich scene. And uh, I, I find a lot of found a lot of truth to that whole sequence. You know, and I hate, I hate to beat a dead horse. It's another moment of kind of getting your hopes up and kind of building up some expectations only to have them kind of mm-hmm. crushed because he does suck he does suck you know that we ultimately find that out i you know upon rewatch knowing that he you know he's married and, and has kids i i hate him on yeah on, uh, when i rewatch it and i'm like oh, this guy's sense of humor sucks it's on site <laughs> sense of humor does suck there's that part where she offers she give, offers the pack of cigarettes and he pretends to pull one out he's like i already got one it, it doesn't have one and it's like oh this guy's <laughs> not funny sucks don't fall for him you go what does she see in him and not I don't me know. i don't know <laughs> yeah so yeah in the morning he does reveal after their escapade with each other that yeah he has wife and kids and he he presents it so like matter of fact like yeah, I have a wife. And yeah. what, you thought this was going to be a thing? Yeah, I mean, this is some true, kind of a unique take on a fuckboy, kind of. I, It's like the way he says, like, I don't think it's a thing. It's like, um, <laughs> so like, I don't know, so like elusive and like indifferent and such like a you know dick thing to say yeah i mean he he clearly lacks any sort of like empathy compassion so yeah yeah that's just very upsetting he's a trickster he's a trickster Mm -hmm. he's pulling his scam and then uh there's that one part where uh she says this could have been marvelous and then his response is divine (laughs) or something and i just (laughs) 
I don't know if that makes me laugh, but that line. She also mentions on their date her legs being bad due to an accident. And that's mm-hmm. another real life thing from that her. That's a real life thing. Yeah, I do know that. She was in a terrible greyhound accident yeah. uh, in 2013 where her legs were crushed. Mm. On a greyhound from New York to Chicago, which is got to be a full day of greyhound. At least one day, right? Yeah. yeah. I've taken greyhound from Indianapolis to New York City and it was 20 hours. I used to do that a lot. So 20 hours from Indianapolis. Chicago is like another three hours from here. So like literally a day's worth of drive. And there's probably more stops in there. You're prepared for this long ass trip and you get your, you know, your leg bones plopped out. (laughs) That's not what you want. (laughs) No. Yeah, that's really tough. So after the date, she goes to the beach to unwind. And this is kind of a small scene, but I just thought it looked really gorgeous, her on the beach with like this long shadow, the way they have things set up. Mm -hmm. And I also thought it was interesting that in the beginning of the movie, that first scene with her mom when she's reading the paper, they talked about how the beach smelled like shit. So I think it's interesting that she goes to this like gorgeous beach and we know that it smells like shit. That's a great great callback and you know does that mean something is there an observation there about i don't know the things not being what they seem or yeah i don't know but uh, i'm gonna release my thoughts on that in a youtube video on a private channel it's emblematic of uh (laughs) you know the themes that are explored in this movie about Uh expectations versus reality yeah the beach holds promise of beauty and wonder but it ultimately smells like shit so (laughs) yeah it's interesting where's where's the beach that doesn't smell like shit you know, I guess. Yet to be found. That's what we're searching for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then there's the scene with the mom talking on the phone about how she couldn't go to a homeless shelter when she was in dire straits or get any kind of support from being poor. Mm-hmm. That was the only scene in the movie that was improvised because that is the mom's real story. That's just her telling her story. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know that the, that was maybe the only thing that was improvised. A lot of it had the feel of improvisation. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe it's a credit to all the actors involved, but um, I mean, yeah. I wasn't there, but that is what they said. <laughs> so if they're lying, I wouldn't know. But sure. that isn't yeah. in the interviews. <laughs> okay, yeah, okay. So that that's just a real uh, story. Okay, wow. I mean, yeah. you're you're busting out all sorts of facts about this movie that I didn't know. It's very good. It's very informative for me as a fan of the film. Yeah, hell to yeah. To get all this info, you really did your research. Well, I try. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's kind of my job, I think. <laughs> yeah. As much as I can. Me. There's not always yeah, things yeah. to learn. Some movies don't, you know, have a lot um, of information to learn sure. about them. But I love to learn it when there is. Absolutely. So that's just that's just the real story. Alright. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um also something we didn't talk about, I think, is the music. Mm. The music has this kind of slow build throughout the movie too. Music done by Chicken. Chicken. <laughs> that I know. <laughs> Hell so yeah. that yeah. You know, that classic group chicken. Chicken. Um, At the beginning, it's so minimalist and it's just like a couple keys on a keyboard and like nothing else. Right around this point in the movie, it starts to layer on a little bit of ooh-ah harmony. And then by the end of the movie, we start getting uh, like drums and percussion added as well. But there really is like a progression of the music throughout the movie. And it just happened to be something that I noticed. And I don't always notice the music. That song that they do called Downtown that she's dancing to in her bedroom when she's getting ready for the day, pretty hot. I had uh, I had to put you had that to do a little mon- boogie. I had to put that on my monthly max. I said, this shit's hot. <laughs> um, Hell yeah. But yeah, I, I didn't know. Yeah, I guess until this time when I watched it that 
the same group who did that song did the music for the rest of the movie which i thought was yeah mm -hmm. very cool it, it does have this like it's very like yeah sparse in this way that really complements the uh cinematography and the mm -hmm. world of the film i'm into it hell yeah good group so their power gets cut off and the mom didn't tell her that the power was going to be cut off mom's never had a job they're starting to get really like things are getting really serious with their level of poverty that they're in and that they're going to continue to be in. And, you know, one thing is when the power goes off, so does the freezer and her so enemies do. begin melting. Okay, yeah. Damn. <laughs> well, there's something yeah. to think about. I did, you know what, I didn't pick that up. Mm -hmm. <laughs> didn't think about that. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, that's that shit. Well, yeah. <laughs> my, my favorite scene was like, kind of, you know, when she's a... Uh, reading the book in the hallway and keeps like moving getting yeah. up to like signal the light the automatic light in the, the hallway that keeps going out and it happens like every eight seconds like why do you yeah. even sit back down <laughs> i don't know it, it's something that i kind of related to just kind of like i don't know i feel like sometimes when you you don't have much you can kind of get used to shit that kind of sucks get used to discomfort you yeah. can yeah you can there's there becomes like this sense of familiarity with discomfort and your tolerance for discomfort mm -hmm. kind of grows. True. And so, yeah, something like that is like annoying, but it's like, I don't know. You'll put up with it if you've, if you've been in the shit long enough. Mm -hmm. And I do like, I do like when her, when her mother's yelling for her to come up and look. And, yeah. Uh, and why does she yell for she keeps, her? She keeps begging her off. She keeps begging her off. <laughs> and then there's like this pregnant pause and then she yells, come again. And it's so funny. Just some really great comedic timing there. Yeah. She wants her to come up because she put, uh, what was it, artichokes in her? I don't know if chest, I, it might have been they... pears. I'm not pears? sure. Pears? Okay. Some sort of fruit in her uh, chest region dancing around. She got big, she's got breast implants. It's <laughs> she just, said she's Dolly Parton. She said she's Dolly P. <laughs> but, it's just, but it's just fruit or, yeah, could be a pear, could be an artichoke. Yeah. She's got a nice pear? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's say that's is that pun. is that anything? <laughs> what is this pun city? Yeah, I think that's something. It might be something. something. We're working. We're working oh, on yeah. that one. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> um. So even though they're so poor, they're in dire straits. Their power's off. They do go and get makeovers and have a whole little day. They are not changing their lifestyle again. Using some like fraudulent credit card. Is that? That's kind of like what they're... Yeah, I think they yeah, had a, a, a sounds card. Like what they alluded yeah. to. Yeah, I still have the card. Um, mm -hmm. So it sounds like, you know, I don't know whose credit card that is, but doesn't sound know. like one they're making payments on. Uh -uh. But, uh, uh -uh. <laughs> but it is nice to kind of see them have this moment where they kind of pamper themselves and, and li live the life that they want to live. I saw an article refer to it as them retaining agency over the last thing they have left, which is their bodies. Yeah, I think it. I said that actually. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It might have been my art. Might have been my article. I think it was probably been, your article. Yeah, that sounds like. Well, it was very well spoken. Something I would say. Yeah. Thanks. And you're a pretty well spoken guy, so actually attracts. Yeah, that's kind of yeah. That's, no, I'm just kidding. That's not my article. Uh, Nobody has to know. Yeah. I, Look, you uh, remember what I said? If you act confident enough, no one asks yeah. questions. No, that's my article. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. Is this your confident guy? Yeah, I wrote that. No big deal. Um, I got yeah. 10 more just like it. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. No, I, I, yeah, I think it is. I was going to say, I think like kind of all the, the mirror shots that are kind of like throughout the movie I kind of represent this idea of 
you know, what you want to see yourself as, but what you really are. It's like, I don't know. So there's like a lot of like expectation and like hope with wanting to like, I don't know, work with like that Christina Aguilera job. It's like, um, mm-hmm. you know, kind of like seeing yourself as this person who, who does these things. But the reality is that it's a gig that's unpaid. And it's like, you know, so it's like, I think you kind of, at least my read on is like, you can kind of envision yourself as, as this one thing, but, but the reality is not quite there yet mm-hmm. and i think that's kind of what the movie plays with a lot yeah from what i can see i don't yeah. know if i explained that very well no you did i understand what you're saying yeah, yeah. i was just the, thinking your, your own expectations yeah. versus the reality of the situation that you're in maybe also how not only how you perceive yourself but also how you want to be perceived by others yeah is absolutely. important in that too yeah absolutely yeah there's a ton of that yeah in the film mm-hmm. yeah it's kind of their whole thing absolutely being perceived by others as an entirely different person basically entirely in entirely different circumstances Mm -hmm. the costumes we wear in society (laughs) the The mask we're all walking out of our house yes we all put on a mask every day we walk out of the house which mask does anyone ever know the real mask of comedy the mask of tragedy we don't know (laughs) we don't know until we step out yeah it's kind of all about that yeah I would love, I should have just been talking like that the whole time. That would have been awesome. You still can. Look, we still got time. Great. I'll do it for the rest of the podcast. So in addition to their makeovers that they get, they go shoe shopping. They get. (laughs) Shoe shopping. They order groceries and even. The proverbial (laughs) slipper for Cinderella's foot. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. It's too funny. I don't know if I can have you do that and not be laughing. Continue. (laughs) Continue. They order groceries and um, Uh. they even add more groceries onto their normal Mm. uh, order. They get a taxi and the mom's like, oh, you know, she was like, should we take public transit? And the mom's like, no, let's get a taxi. I'll pay for it. You know, no Mm. big deal. Um, So they are just getting really out of control with how much money they are spending that they do not have. And this is the point where the music starts getting really wild, too. Yes. (laughs) When they get when they get home, they have this whole like buffet spread of fruits. It's very like uh, luxurious, even looking. And earlier in the film, they're talking about there's no food in the house. Um, All we have are cookies. There's nothing in the fridge. We don't even have a cup for water. And now at the end of the film, they're like, we have this luxurious absolute feast on the table. We couldn't even eat all this if we wanted. There's like half eaten fruits. I was like, is that like... Very um, indulgent. I thought those were like the treats that were left over from like someone sending them treats earlier in the movie there was part of that but she did order groceries she ordered groceries as well those were on the table when she uh had the dolly parton Mm -hmm. boobs right i think those came from the groceries the boobs (laughs) she ordered boobs in the groceries (laughs) oh yeah ah yes breast augmentation really symbolic of our need for (laughs) attention Yes. Uh-huh. And what else? Yes. Well, attention, society, really, at large, <laughs> uh, our place, you know, trying, yeah. constantly trying to. Oh, is he British now? Always was. <laughs> Always was, mate. Yeah. Never oh, haven't yeah. been. Never have not been. Mm. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Next morning, we get a knock at the door. It's the cops. Oh, (laughs) 5-0. Do they call him 5-0 in England? Yeah. 
Actually, they kind of call them pigs either way. <laughs> yeah. Actually, one yeah. of the policemen in this scene is the mother's actual ex-boyfriend in real life. Wow. I don't know, that's okay. just a little fun fact. <laughs> that is a very fun fact. Apparently, a lot of her exes were consulted for the film, and the daughter was like, you know, she's a very friendly lady. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Friendly, wink, lady. (laughs) (laughs) So basically, they take her away. Yeah. She does spend a moment, though, on her way to... On her way to jail, she spends a moment getting all dolled up, making sure her hair's in the right place, grabbing her purse and her big coat yeah. to go to jail. <laughs> and we get a call back to that meal of the day joke. Yeah, She's yeah. Like, I heard there's a, is there a meal of the day? Yeah. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. Because <laughs> <laughs> it had been brought up. Broughten? It had been brought Brought. up. <laughs> brought up earlier in the film <laughs> yeah um because she's stealing all the time yeah the daughter was like you know be careful i don't want you to go to jail and she was like at least i'll get free room and board basically i'll get yeah. free meals and a right. roof over my head <laughs> um, yeah. very blasé about the whole thing sure yeah. yeah so she gets taken away and then behind the closed door we just have the daughter calling for her like mama yeah uh, and well, then I, we get a classic finn <laughs> we get a classic finn mm-hmm. i mean which in popular terms means end. Um, uh-huh. I did think that was like, yeah, that was an interesting thing, though. She does not, as her mother is being dragged away and being arrested, she doesn't tell her daughter. And, um, you know, I I do think we see that a few times in the film where they're, they are, as close as they are, they're, they're still hiding stuff from each other. And, yeah. and I do think that that kind of speaks to, like, I feel like kind of what the parent, their stuff you're like, ashamed or, or embarrassed to like tell them like mm-hmm. you know or you're just being protective even yeah protective i mean like not that she was necessarily them. in this scenario but that you know yeah is a thing you know like leo goes on that date and but she doesn't like want to talk to her mom about it she doesn't tell her anything she also lies to her mom several times about where she's going she'll say she's going yeah. to a certain friend's house or she's going to the library and she doesn't go to those places yeah, I just thought, you know, I thought it was interesting that they're incredibly close and yet there's still a hidden version, still mm-hmm. a version of themselves that, that, that they hide from each other. There's a slightly thinner mask that they're still wearing inside the home. Yeah. Yeah. The, the masks that we all wear. <laughs> there's another mask underneath the, the regular mask. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but it's interesting they still have an alternate self, even though they're so close. Yeah. There's just, there's stuff that they're like... I don't know, for one reason or another, are like ashamed or don't want to share or like embarrassed to share or just like, yeah. Or even they just need a private self to also exist. Like when when the mom asks like Leah, like, what's the guy's name that she's going on? She doesn't tell her because uh, she's like embarrassed that his name is Amadeus or something. I don't know. It's like, <laughs> I'm not going to tell her because I know she's going to make that a thing. <laughs> yeah. Some geek name Amadeus. Yeah, she like I feel like she knows her mom so well to like to know like if she says mm, that yeah. she's gonna make it a thing and she doesn't want to deal with it. She just said, I don't know. Yeah. I feel like, you know, it's kind of knowing your mother or or daughter like so well that there there are things you do not share with them because you don't wanna deal with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> deal with the fallout. Yeah, and if she had told her daughter in that moment, I'm getting arrested, goodbye, her daughter would have made it a whole thing and like nobody wants yeah, that. Right. All right, so after the classic Finn, we just get um, a little more movie, but we get news footage from that gala we talked about early in the film. Mm -hmm. And we see Scorsese, and we see the princess, etc. They were actually there and had the mom infiltrate actual news footage in character at this gala. And we see it in the credits, the news footage. Yeah, we do. She just dressed up and tried to get to the front of the line, basically wherever the news crews were, and got on screen in character. 
and that's it. Then we roll creds for real. Yeah, and that's mm-hmm. yeah. Then we get that that sc- sweet Scorsese cameo in that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the creds the only place where we have color too. Little splashes of color. Sure. Mm-hmm. I think the fin the fin is a uh, in color too, right? Fin. I can't remember if it is or not. I can't remember. Uh, Either way, it's sort of a cred. For sure it is. (laughs) (laughs) For sure it is. I'll trust you on that. Mm. I'll trust you on that. (laughs) All right, cool. Trust me on that one. She loves a colorful font. Have you seen the other short film um, that she has? No, no I, saw, I saw you posted about a couple. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, I need what? to see both those. can't remember what the other one's called. Well, shoot. But anyway, it has subtitles in like eight languages on the screen, like literally yeah. eight, maybe even more languages on the screen. And they're all in different colors, like really bold blues and yellows and Fire Walker Rover. Okay. Yeah. This one's on my list. Yeah. It's not really that special. <laughs> It's okay. fine. <laughs> Talking shit. Nice. I mean, it's fine. I, I just, Damn. you don't have to seek it out, you know? It's fine. Okay. Sounds good. All right. So we rolled creds. So it's time to do final thoughts and score it out of five, but we already know what your score is, but do you have any extra yeah. thoughts? I mean, I think uh, my appreciation for the film has deepened after hearing all of these like facts that you've blown my mind with. So I might have to watch it again. And, yeah. And uh, I might give it six New context. out of five. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I just think, you know, overall, it's, um, you know, I, I feel like I kept thinking, and, I, and I'm sure this has been brought up with this movie, but I do think it's more like grounded, relatable Francis Ha for me. And I like mm, Francis mm-hmm. Ha, but this feels like this speaks to me a little bit more. Yeah. And my experiences. Yeah, I, I think it's, you know, it's just such a, a sweet and tender world. And I just really want everyone to, to watch it. And I feel like it's, you know, there's still a lot more people that need to see it. So yeah, really, really. We might catch re- a few with this. <laughs> couldn't, couldn't recommend. We might catch ten, ten people. Um, Somewhere between ten and a couple hundred. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I. Yeah. It's it's a film that that brings me immense joy and um, kind of is able to take circumstances that are downtrodden but not stew in that in that feeling mm-hmm. of desperation and rather find the, the brighter side. Of things i just i think it's a unique film and very like very small budget i don't even know what the budget was do you mm, no i mean it can't it couldn't have been that much because those credits are short you know what i mean so I, <laughs> is that the I expensive love, part of a movie <laughs> i just mean there's there no, it doesn't seem like a lot of people are like working on this you know what i mean just not a huge crew and not a huge cast <laughs> Uh, I looks like, I don't looks see like they stole the a bunch of shots. Oh, yeah. You know? mm-hmm. um, so. They also used like a lot of people that they know in the movie, too. So they didn't yeah. hire like a lot of actors. Yeah. I mean, going out there, making your film with your vision for little to no money and, and coming out with a product that is going to sustain itself for a while and, and really live on. That's the dream. Hell she yeah. did it. This shit rocks. Encourage everyone to watch it. And Play you're giving it player. five out of five. I'm living in five out of five, <laughs> man. You better believe that. <laughs> <laughs> now, what are you going to give it? Now, are we going to have some beef here I... or what? You going to drop a two-star on this? I don't know. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't think we'll have beef, but I don't think I say five. I think I say four. I think okay. I say four out of five. That's I think it's fair. still, I still think it's really good. I think it's unique. I think you can't undersell like 
their chemistry on screen is amazing. They're both really great in this movie. Love the way it was shot. I didn't love all the editing and some things I felt like could have. That's something seen, people seem to call out yeah. on the letterbox. We didn't even talk about it, but there are a few moments in the film where they do these kind of like weird, like uh, the sound drops out and then you get kind of a close up. Yeah, yeah. Of the oh, person that kind that. of yeah. disrupts the wide that they have established. And I saw a lot of letterbox comments. People not really into that. I don't know if I, well, I don't know that I was like necessarily not into it, but I would say I didn't really understand why they did it yeah, or what it reveals or what it means. They talked about not wanting to have any cuts or like edits that didn't add meaning or reveal something. So I'm like, what is that actually revealing? What meaning are we supposed to glean from these Shots, they're, they're sometimes kind of random. does feel, uh, I feel like you could have taken them out. You wouldn't have lost anything. Yeah. But I, I do like that it's kind of one of these, you know, weird wrinkles or quirks that kind of make the film very particular to her vision and what she wanted to do. So, mm-hmm. you know. I ultimately, I ultimately respect a swing. Yeah. <laughs> I respect a swing like that. It's tight. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, so I said four. Is that okay? Can we still be friends? Four is great. Okay. Four is great. You know, I'm I'm going five because I still think I just, four is a really good movie. I, I'm generous with my fives for the most part. I feel like if something oh, makes like a considerable impact on my my life. I'm stingy with a solid five. If I'm giving something a five, it's really special to me. You can't so take your you stars. You can take that to heart. You too. can't take your stars with you and you die. <laughs> give them out. Who cares? They mean nothing. I give the praise in other ways. All right. Yeah. <laughs> but to me, the stars mean something. Okay. And I want to be honest with my stars. And I don't want to be bullied into giving anything stars that, that I don't need. And I yeah. also, I watch so many movies, you know, yeah. that stars are also just personally a way that I keep track of what has been like most impactful to me gotcha. as a viewer. You know? What have you given five star? What's the last thing you gave a five star? Your you? movie this morning. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> That was a five star. Forget, right. So now you know. Now I know. It's special. Okay. I guess so. And, I, and I'll, and hey, I respect that. <laughs> we, all, we all got our own different star policies and systems. We got our own different star policies, divvy, yeah. Divvy it out. But I, my, my policy is I, I give a five star if I think this is really like something special. And I think people need to watch this, mm-hmm. you know. I tend to give a lot of five stars to the underdogs. Yeah. The movies that I feel like people need to see this. I'll occasionally give maybe more stars than I think it would be worth in comparison to a normal movie to an underdog. Yeah. Gotcha. If I think it's really good. Yeah. Well, watching it again this morning, I was like, oh, I'm pretty confident. This is yeah. Like, this is one of my favorite movies of the past few years. And I was like delighted to talk about it because there's Hell yeah. not another movie that's really kind of blown me away like that one. So in recent, Hell yeah. recent times. Yeah. It's also kind of personal to you for reasons we discussed too. It's personal for, for a lot of reasons we didn't even discuss. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to discuss those? Those reasons or you want to not nah i mean okay. i'll just keep some stuff to myself mm, okay your secret yeah. hidden self okay yeah absolutely <laughs> okay now it's time for screen vomit so in this part of the pod we just talk about whatever else we've been watching lately Cool. Um, so other movies or shows or whatever you've been watching. So what you got? I just watched After Sun twice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> I love it. I mean, yeah. her, uh, 
I don't know if you've seen that one mm -hmm. yet. I haven't. It's great. It's a debut feature from Charlotte Wells, and it's a, you know, a film that dissects a relationship between a father and his daughter on vacation. Mm -hmm. And another movie that, that uses home video to explore memory mm -hmm. and the, mm -hmm. the way we remember things and, and what it feels like to look back on those things juxtaposed with who we are now. Something that I touched on in Vani, and there are mm -hmm. similar like things that are touched upon in this movie. I think her cinematic language is completely unique. I really like some of the things she's doing with them. Very well composed, um, choreographed shots. The way she kind of uses audio in conjunction with those shots is really beautiful. There's a, there's a few specific moments that I, that I absolutely love. I love the ending. It really hits. It sticks with you. Highly yeah. recommend it. I think it's one one of the one of my favorites of the year. It's on I'm my going, list. I'm going after Sun. Oh, what oh, about yeah. you? That's it. Oh, I, oh, and I watched The Nice Guys. Oh, yeah. yeah. And The I Nice Guys the was... Did you? Yeah, a long time ago, but yeah. It's such a funny movie, man. I love it. Mm -hmm. I mean, what Ryan Gosling is doing in this movie is He's like, so good in a comedy role. He's and you wouldn't do think. another one. Yeah. He really, like... I don't think I've ever seen anyone perform drunk like that. Yeah. Like, that well. I mean, that <laughs> was like... It wasn't over the top. It was just perfect. That movie surprised the hell out of me the first time I watched it. Me too. I yeah. didn't watch it for a long time because I thought it was going to be that we gonna, something It was going to be else. stupid. Yeah. Like, was this going to be like, I don't know, a George Clooney hijinks kind of movie or something? Yeah. I don't know. Like a George Clooney comedy, which is yeah. not funny us. to me personally. But <laughs> uh, I mean, no shade. I'm sure there's, there's some good ones. But, you know, it's like <laughs> that kind of vibe where it's like, yeah. I don't know. But anyway, this was... Beautiful. It's actually really it. good. Yeah. I had such a great time. They got to make a sequel. They left it wide open at the end. You think they will? I don't think so. I mean, when did this movie come out? 2016? Something like that. I mean, it's been six it's years. Been a long I don't, time. It doesn't yeah. seem like a hot property. I, I'm not sure it made that much at the yeah, box Yeah, I don't think office, it did either. I think it bombed. But I think it's the advertising it's, is weird because it's the same thing probably everybody thought that we thought, which is it's going to be like not the type of comedy for us it's going to be stupid dad yeah, comedy yeah, and this is the comedy is great yeah um one of the funniest movies some great action sequences yeah you get uh what's her face margaret qualley in here mm -hmm. she's killing it yeah everyone's everyone's on their a game so i'm highly highly recommend nice guys is one of the most underrated comedies of the 2010s hell yeah yeah. <laughs> All right. I watched a couple of crap. I also watched a Ryan Gosling movie, Blue Valentine, which I had never seen. Right. I actually also watched, I've been doing Joe Swanberg's filmography, sort of. Saw that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I had another guest on, Harrison Atkins, who told me that I would hate all of Joe Swanberg's early movies. So I've been kind of just watching them to see if that's true or false. <laughs> okay. Because I, I had previously, I've seen a couple. There was one that I, I really did hate, which was The Zone. Yeah. So I stopped watching his movies after that. I saw The Zone and I was like, I don't want to watch any more movies. I hate this. Yeah. Um. So now I'm like, well, I'll watch the other ones and see. None of them are really like The Zone that I've seen so far. So anyway, Night and Weekends nights and weekends whatever is one that i watch and i think they're kind of um similar blue valentine and nights and weekends in a weird way have you seen it that one no mm. i haven't it's like um joe swanberg and greta gerwig have like a long distance relationship mm. and it's sort of like halfway through the movie they advance a year and they shot the second half a year later so it's like the the evolution of their long-term relationship and how it kind of 
dissolves it is hard to maintain and then blue valentine is sort of the same thing like a, a dissolution of a relationship over the movie you know kind of interspersed with them falling in love so it was kind of like weirdly related to films to watch so close to each other um that I mean, I it sounds like expect. a great double feature yeah it was that all day yeah <laughs> I, I mean blue valentine's in my queue i, I don't i haven't seen that since you haven't seen out. it i've been wanting to do a rewatch Oh, yeah. So. I never seen it. So I didn't okay. know. But it always like comes up in conversation. So it's been on my list for a long time, but it's kind of long. People are always talking about Blue Valentine. Yeah. Or I like. Hate, I hate that. Yeah. <laughs> I walk into a group of buddies and it's Blue Valentine. And it's Blue Valentine. <laughs> or like there's a couple scenes that like. <laughs> 2012 movie, man. I love talking about that shit. There's like a couple yeah. scenes that you always see like passed around or whatever the scene where he's playing ukulele gotcha. it's just one that gets talked about and and scenes get passed around and i'd never seen it so anyway gotcha. whatever i watched it it's a good movie i think Great. it's good i watched all jacked up and full of worms last night which is a new one from alex phillips uh okay. which i have been really excited to watch it's been doing festivals for a very it feels like forever but i'm spoiled mm-hmm. so uh, it might not have been that long <laughs> gotcha. so i was really excited to watch it it just got released it's a chaotic nasty um grotesque absurd movie i just think it's a lot of fun um it's about people who get fucked up on worms okay <laughs> by eating worms and you know their life kind of devolves into madness so you're re- you gonna recommend this one i I recommended it's for a specific audience. Okay. <laughs> There's a lot of like body horror and it is nasty. I would recommend I sat down to watch it with a bowl of ramen. And I would say don't watch it with a bowl of ramen. If you're going to pick a food, pick one that doesn't also look like worms and puke. So <laughs> Noted. And I paired that with a short of his called Eel, which is an early short that's sort of a uh, deep cut offline hard to find. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but was also really it. good. I found it. I have my ways. <laughs> All right, I'll say one more. I rewatched a short that I really love, but I really love this short called Getting in a Van Again. It's a Johnny Look short. Have you seen any of Johnny Look's movies? I haven't. He just does shorts. And really, cool. he mainly has two. <laughs> okay. Um, so this is one of them. But I didn't watch this for the longest time because it is, it's marketed as a Fruit Bats documentary, the band Fruit Bats. Mm-hmm. But it's really not it's really not (laughs) um it is kind of like about the fruit bats go into studio to make a new song but it is really like surrealist goofy funny elijah yaffe's in it demorge brown is in it um it's one of my favorite demorge characters Mm. it's just funny silly great i love it getting in a van again i love it i'm gonna get some high quality wrecks here Hell yeah. High quality, sure. fresh off the fresh off the boat, you know, or whatever. <laughs> you don't have to get I, them secondhand through Letterbox. They're coming right I out wish my I, ass. <laughs> I wish I had one to, re- to wreck to you. I mean, I guess <laughs> after Sun, I guess you didn't see that. so that's, I haven't know, seen that's, it yet. Yeah, That's kind of a wreck, but you probably already knew about it. So. It was on my list. Oh, oh, the Red Hot Chili Peppers documentary, Funky Monks. Yeah? This is an underrated documentary that <laughs> I absolutely adore. You're never going to... This is like the What's bloated bl- Red Hot Chili Peppers Funky Monks. <laughs> now this is this is rock stars at peak excess. The, it's just like a fly on the wall documentary about them recording Blood Sugar Sex Magic. Okay. They're something else. I'll just say that. Yeah. They're something else. <laughs> and I I okay. think it's like I think it's probably the funniest music documentary i can think of it's Hell very yeah. funny it's very funny i gave it five stars I they said, might even be great. a good pair with you this guys. and the fruit bats one funny Maybe. silly goofy 
off the wall. Yes. <laughs> Sounds like it. Yes. It's probably both so. easy and hard to recommend films to and from each other because I feel like we always, we have the same activity. On the, yeah, we're on, we're on, on the, the box. box. <laughs> so, yeah. We're both obsessed with adding every single thing to our watch list. And uh, um, I love it. Always, if I pull something up, you're already on it. Yeah. <laughs> so much of the time. Oh, uh, that's good. Oh, well, you know. Game so, respect game. Both game respect game. Taste. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, I got uh, my watch list is like 1,220 right now. That's insane. My, well, why I keep adding stuff. I'm going to say mine's I'm probably gonna watch yours. All that. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my watch list is 1,417. Damn, player. I got you beat by just a couple hundies. <laughs> yeah. And we're going to definitely watch them all. Absolutely. <laughs> What you got to plug? Nothing really. Shut up, you. Have- <laughs> Dad and stepdad, the feature film coming somewhere <laughs> soon. Mm-hmm. Keep an eye out. Tell people where they can find you. They can find me at Instagram. <laughs> find me on Instagram, Tynan WVH DeLong. Hell yeah! And then if you go there in my bio, there will be a link to my Vimeo. And uh, you have an actual website too. People I never do. plug their actual websites. You can go there. I mean, it doesn't seem like a lot of people want to go there, but, uh, you know. You don't think so? It's tinyandelong.com. Uh, I don't know. Do you get, like, stats? These days. I'm, I'm going to websites. I don't look at the stats. I feel like I get a lot. I get more comments on my YouTube than anything. Yeah. Google me. Google Tyne and DeLong YouTube if you want to see my YouTube. Google Tyne and DeLong Vimeo if you want to see my Vimeo. <laughs> Go to my Instagram. Follow me. Keep up to date with all the shit that's popping. You're going to have to Google the separate YouTubes, too, to find the, yeah, all the cuts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yes. Then there's some deep ones. Google Reek of the Week. <laughs> yes, I want to plug Reek of the Week. It's a series I did with Nick Nanny. It's a few years old. It's really good. Um, yes. It's underappreciated. <laughs> it's on a separate YouTube. It's underappreciated. Oh, yeah. It is on that is on a separate YouTube, I think. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's why I brought it up. Yeah. Uh so yeah. Check that shit out, players. That's all yeah. you have to say. Check out my band camp. Oh yeah, your tunes. <laughs> Check out my band camp. You want to hear my music? Check out um that's it. I guess yeah, that is it. No. It's actually <laughs> it. Okay. I, I'll, yeah. have some, I'll have some new shit coming through. I got hard drives full of footage I'm editing right now. So if you want to stay up to date, the best way to do that is on Instagram. New rock and roll too. Yeah, some, uh, no, I got to get back on that tip. I've been, yeah, I just have so much stuff to do. But yeah, yeah. Uh, there will well, be some stuff Well, you just dropped a hot coming. album recently. Did just drop a hot album, so check that shit out. I got a movie that you haven't seen, which is wild. So are you going to send it to me or That's what? So yeah, it's a micro feature uh, <laughs> that I showed on my birthday, and I only showed it once. I only did one public screening, so otherwise it's... Send it to me for privacy. a private screening. Yeah, we'll see. See about that, Tynan. Don't be secret. If you, if you can, on. if you can, if you can find that secret video on YouTube, I'll send it to you. How about that? That's so um, unfair. I don't think you're gonna find this one, but good luck. Um, yeah. Send it to me. All right, I'll think about Please, it. Please. Uh, think about it. Let me watch your movies. Now you're a good. You're a good supporter of the of the art. I appreciate that. Thank you. Don't I deserve it? A little yes, treat. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Screen violence, the the ultimate fan. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't fishing for compliments, but thank you. (laughs) All right. That's it for the show. (laughs) We can end it. Okay. Thank you for coming on my podcast.
so thanks much. a lot that was super fun <laughs> yeah. uh thank you so much for having me i really hell appreciate yeah. it hell yeah anytime and thanks for all the support as usual for it's sure. very kind yeah. uh all right stay stay vomity <laughs> hell yeah <laughs> bye bye <laughs>